The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What is up, everybody? Hope you guys are having a great Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm having a great week. I had a great Sunday. Before we get started, shout out to the Rams, man. Winning the Super Bowl. I'm over here representing one of the jersey. Got this jersey customized. Uh, it was an amazing time. I don't know if you can tell my voice. My voice is gone. Um, I'm still a little tired. I'm still recovering. But just just wanted to give a shout out to the Rams, man, for winning the Super Bowl. Um, I know they've only been here for like, what, five years or something like that, four or five years. But man, the, the job they've done and be able to, you know, win a Super Bowl in that short amount of time, it, it is amazing. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to start, uh, start off the show like that, because anytime you win a championship like that in L.A., I think you should be praised. And, and, that, and that game was insane. But let me introduce my guest. We got Alex Ruiz from Total Galaxy. And we also got Mike Gray from El Trafico. Alex, how you doing? Doing good. Congrats to the Inglewood Rams. Am I doing that right, LAFC fans? Am I doing that oh, right? Oh, my goodness. You know how many people ask me that? I'm like, look, I'm not getting <laughs> into that. I, that is that is the last thing I'm thinking. We just won a championship, and that's that's <laughs> that's the one thing. Yeah, I'm but but to be honest, that, that game, I was rooting for the Bengals the whole time, if I'm being, being I'm not up. surprised, Alex. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan. I don't like the Rams. I'm cool with the here. Chargers, but I was on the Joe Burrow hype train the whole time, so... But hey, congrats hey, to the Rams. I'm glad You're... Stafford got a ring, Cup got a ring, OBJ got a ring, Donald got a ring. I'm happy for for them. But no, I don't want the Rams to win a Super Bowl. But those guys are cool, though, that I just mentioned. They're, they're fine. I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, we're, we're going to get away from this negativity. Mike, what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? And how, how you been, man? I love all the Rams fans. I love the old school ones. I love the new ones. I just want to keep it positive. I'm happy. Uh, <laughs> I got a nice pinkish glow from my weekend at Coachella. Coachella, uh, that was amazing. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. But as far as the Rams, yeah, um, I I followed the match on Twitter. Well, the match. Uh, I followed the game on Twitter. Uh, you know, just kind of living through everyone's experiences. Uh, I got this reporter friend, uh, Michael Darte. Uh, he works for NBC. Oh yeah, I know I, who that is. Yeah, I just loved. Uh, living through his Instagram stories the whole week. So yeah, I had fun in my own way, but yeah, I'm just happy we have another championship and who knows? Um, I didn't want to maybe be a bandwagon fan and just care for him at the last minute. Maybe I'll be a fan next year. We'll see. Look, I will say uh, I'm one of the newer friends that once they got here to LA, um, I started rooting for them because I've always been like uh, an LA person. Type of type of guy like it was the Dodgers, Lakers, but growing up, I never really had like an NFL team until the Rams and obviously the Chargers. But I never really felt like the Chargers, so I was like, you know what, Let, let's go with the Rams. Obviously, it paid off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I've been 20 years in because I think they, I was born with, I think they left in '95 or whatever. I was like three years old or something like that. You know what I'm saying? 
and I don't know about you guys, but it's been kind of weird because I have we have so many friends with so many Niner fans, Raider fans. Um, you know, Alex is a Seahawks fan because it's they've LA has never had a, a a team, right? So you have all these fans in LA that are just have different, you know, ties to different teams, which makes sense. But to me, I just can never connect with the team that I <clears throat> I didn't live with. I never lived there or anything. I'm not I'm not trying to bash anybody. Alex, but um, you know, I can just never connect with that <laughs> that way. But there's so many people in LA that that or Southern California that like, or even Viking fans, there's fans all over. And I think that happens when you don't have a team. But I think what the Rams did and won in the Super Bowl, I think is going to just change the perception. And I think they're going to be the team that a lot of people moving forward are, are going to root for. And if if they can continue, you know, having this type of success. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you think about that, Alex, because you're, you're, you're a Seahawks fan. I mean, it's fine. I mean, like you, there wasn't an L.A. team here for me to like grow up and root for. So naturally, I had to like go find another team. You know, I think that was the thing with a lot of people. Everybody chose, uh, you know, the 49ers, the Raiders, et cetera. I wasn't really part of that group. I loved Russell Wilson. I watched him in Wisconsin for a bit and I was like, oh, I like this guy. Then I find out a couple years later, oh, same guy I used to like. Uh, on college football so I just started following the Seahawks later you know they win a ring and stuff it's pretty cool it's been rough the last two years I can say that for sure definitely underwhelming but um you know the, the, the one LA team I do like you know the Chargers they're fine Justin Herbert's the future so I guess you can say I'm a Seahawks Chargers fan I'll root no, I'll go to Chargers I'll go to a Chargers game next year I'll root for the Chargers but not the Rams it's okay. Hey, it's okay. The Chargers are gonna be tough. We have Bradley. He says, "Let's go Rams Super Bowl champs." There we go. Tony says, "What's up, Gio? What up, Tony?" But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's just an amazing feeling. Um, and I know not that many people. If it was the Dodgers or Lakers, I'd be it'd be completely different. But I, I just I just think it, it's a massive thing because it's just gonna shift everything. Um, you know, and I think a lot more people are gonna start watching, paying attention to the Rams and what they're doing. And I'm going to the parade, so I'm going to the parade tomorrow. I'm excited for that. It's bright and early, so I'm definitely going to get my drink on. But it starts at 11 a.m., so got to sleep in a little bit, you know, rested today, you know, <clears throat> but my voice is starting to come back. But enough of, enough of that. Let's let's get into a little bit of uh, some soccer, some football. Um, let's talk about Champions League because I was watching the Champions League game to this morning or this afternoon, PSG versus Real Madrid. You know, you have, obviously, on the one side, PSG, which is, you know, the star-studded superstar Mbappe, Neymar, um, you know, Messi, you know, and every everybody else that they have. You know, that, that that team is insane. Obviously, Real Madrid, you have, you know, who's still a solid team. But you also have the story, you know, the, the, the other the other thing that ties into that is is um, Mbappe wants to go to Real Madrid, right? And then they're meeting around the 16s. I watched, like, the first half, and then the second half I had to do a couple of things. But I did watch the last 10 minutes. And what Mbappe did is just, it was insane because Messi missed that penalty. And Mbappe just, you know, clutched, you know, and, and, and like what, well, almost nearly stoppage time. I think it was stoppage time gets the win. Alex, what, what were your thoughts of the game, Mbappe's goal, and, and everything that went down in the Champions League? I'm going to be straight up the game for most of like the first half and like maybe 60 minutes was so boring. Real Madrid were like playing a low block most of the game. They really couldn't get any possession. And then, you know, PSG, they were doing fine, but they were kind of sloppy in the final third. And it was fun to watch for sure. Obviously, the storyline of, you know, this kind of being a trial for you know, Mbappe to show off what he can do, especially considering there's it's very highly likely he'll go to Real Madrid next summer. So I thought that was interesting to watch. He obviously had an amazing game, some horrible defending from Real Madrid to allow that goal in the last couple of minutes of the game. Um, you know, 
any right backs can have a hard time going against Mbappe. Unfortunately, Danny Carhaval and uh, Lucas Vasquez had to be his victims today. But it was an interesting game to watch. I loved it. I'm looking forward for tomorrow because my other team, Liverpool, they play in Italy tomorrow. So I'll definitely be watching that game. But this was this game was fun, and I'm kind of looking forward to the second leg even more because I think Real Madrid are going to come back. I, I think I think Real Madrid are going to end up winning this tie. Just something tells me I just don't really trust PSG at the moment. I don't know what it is, but I'm just not completely sold on that team just yet. Yeah, it's a little tricky. Mike, did you get a chance to watch the game? Guys, I was at Trader Joe's all morning. <laughs> no worries. Of the game, but I'm enjoying you guys talking about it. I, I honestly, it was it was literally a chess match. I, I was it was a, it was just a chess match, just going back and forth. And I like because you know for the first thirty minutes, you're right, Alex. Like there's not there was nothing that um that that Real Madrid couldn't do, but they they withhold them for 30 minutes it was a lot of pressure you know it was, it was high pressure high pressure from psg but what i what i like and that what i saw is from real madrid there there's some mature team they can handle that pressure you know obviously they're playing on league and everything like that but when you have so much pressure and also psg didn't really score they didn't capitalize on the opportunities i think they had four corners in the first 20 minutes but nevertheless it was an exciting game even though it was much more of a chess match but i just want to share this um if you haven't seen it, I want to share the goal because it is man. If it wasn't if it wasn't literally for Mbappe, uh, they wouldn't have gotten nowhere. So let me here. Let me just share this goal. Mbappe, one more drive. Problem is for Lucas Vasquez. Mbappe's through. Oh, magnificent! Beyond magnificent! Whoa! explosive! And what what I like about that, it just shows like big players, superstar players show up at the biggest times. And that's what Mbappe did. He knew he had to do something. And he took on those two guys. Um, it was just insane. You see Kareem Benzema's face right there. I'm going to try to speed this up so you can see like how he takes two people on and, and just like the speed in him, the, the, the agility and the finish was insane. Thibaut Courtois. And this is just glorious. I mean, it's poor defending by Real. There's no doubt about that. But the way he cut inside Militao and Lucas Vasquez and then slid it through the legs of, of Courtois. That right there was just insane. Right there, just Meg's Courtois. Didn't arrive. I don't know. To me, I like I like watching superstars do superstar things, you know? And that's why just watching that game the last – Final minutes, I was like, dang, he stepped up and he did what he did. Um, <clears throat> I think to me, you know, it's clear Mbappe is the best player in the world. Or if, you know. Salah is the best player in the world. What are you talking about? Huh? What are you talking about? Mo Salah is the best player in the world right now. We're not going to do this right now, Alex. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. Mo Salah is, is, is very talented, but Mbappe is just clearly on another level. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, you could see it's already shifting. Like, Messi, Mbappe. I don't know. I, I, I just think that, that was a special moment. I just found um, it funny, too, that uh, at the same time Messi missed a penalty, Ronaldo scored a goal from outside the box. I just found that so hilarious at exactly the same time. Exactly the same time. So that was pretty funny. Um, you know, all the whole Pessi, Penaldo thing. Penaldo, you know? yeah. I yeah, it's it pretty oh, funny. <laughs> yeah, I look to go back a little bit. Jose says the Seahawks were going to move in L.A. in the 90s. Well, too bad, Jose. Too bad, Jose and Alex. They didn't. The Rams moved back. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for that for the next like we never get these type of big, big clubs, you know, um, PSG and Real Madrid, Real Madrid, to to face off so early. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but let, let's talk. Let's talk about Coachella, Mike, because you were there. Tell me how it was. Tell me how many days. Tell me what day you went, and was it a day thing, two day thing, or drive there, drive back? Tell me the experience. I did the whole experience, so I went uh, Thursday when they played Seattle, and then I went on Sunday when they played um, the Red Bulls, and uh, it was it was so much fun. It was uh, it was the first year, so it was a little different from uh, what the fans might experience. Uh, let's see, uh, like for starters, when we got there, uh, it was funny. When I got there on Thursday, I accidentally went in the VIP entrance, so. Yeah, Mike, to, that's the way you do it. Well, it's it's nervous, man, because what happens is you drive up to, like, this wall, and then the wall opens up with these, like, yellow-jacketed security people. And so you sort of drive through this, like, really nice, like, like single kind of road kind of thing. And then <laughs> it was, there was, like, actually a bus that I had to go around, and there was just, like, Range Rovers just – like and Bentleys and all sorts of just really oh, so you saw the players' cars and stuff like that. Uh, any sort of crash would have been really expensive. So like, <laughs> but um, eventually, like I got, I ended up making my way to like the normal entrance, and then yeah, so um, you get there and the vibes are just like it's it's just immaculate. You walk on this pristine grass, like the the background's just perfect, and it's hard to describe a little bit because it was such a in-person experience, but uh, yeah, like uh, there was a lot going on, but um, what helped. So what helped a lot was uh, the fact that it was like a preseason uh, sort of atmosphere. So, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to see the players up close and personal. Uh, yeah, I'm going to play a little video while you talk so people can get an idea of how it looks and you know, what, what, the, what they could have saw, but continue. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, like one of the things you really enjoy is the is the preseason experience. You get there and you can see the players up close, and you can hear the players up close. I mean, uh, for example, versus Seattle, uh, early on, Julian Araujo and Chicharito get into it, and you just you know Julian, he's such an intense you know personality, and he's so focused, and you just see him for a solid minute, just trying to just you know focus and just get back in the game, and then you know eventually he was fine, and then. You know, um, I think we're losing. I and think then, we're losing. Um, okay. There's another. I think you're back. But so, the, so you, so you're pretty much saying yeah, like and, the 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 thing. Sorry, the the thing that that I'm understanding is that the, the personal connection, right? And then that to me, it's like I see fans and stuff. I'm assuming there was fans that were allowed to come, even though they said it wasn't allowed. Is that is that true, Mike? Uh, no. Um, what you had was they sort of bust in the Galaxy staff. So you had some people, like a crowd of maybe 20, 30, 40 people uh, over by the boards. But other than that, it was wide open. I mean, uh, when the Galaxy started doing shooting drills, there wasn't even a ball boy. I, I remember I ended up just for a minute, like I was just chasing balls because, I mean, no one else was doing it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you get there and you just have these great preseason vibes. And, you know, I was really thinking about like, because I'm struggling a little bit, like trying to describe it, you know, you go to the galaxy game, you go to dignity and 
you have the scoreboard, you have the fans, yeah, you yeah. have all the noise, the chance, you have like all this stimulation and just being able to go back to the basics where it's just like a nice sunny field and nice sunny weather and just two teams playing. I mean, but that's only half of it. Um, we had such a great time and it was just the basics, you know, what EAG wants to do and what uh, the galaxy want to do is they really want to make Golkella a destination experience, meaning what they want is for fans to want to arrive there. And then what's really cool is um, we started talking to the staff and trying to uh, get some more info. What they want to do is sort of recreate the Coachella festival experience so in other words, the music, the food, mm. just all the stuff that would like be inciting and make you just want to go to it. They want to just wrap all that around an MLS preseason tournament. And so they just want to create this experience where fans want to show up. And yeah, when, when during the two days there, I mean, I didn't want to leave. It was just so much fun. And so now the part where music and food and festival – all that is the part where, you know, it's potential and we have to wait and see if they can yeah. deliver on it. But from what I experienced there over two days, I mean, I, I had so much fun. I mean, uh, I even I even dressed up a little bit. Like, the Galaxy told us to wear hats, so I ended up wearing this big – I don't think I had it on me, but I had this big brim hat. <laughs> I think I did. I think I did see. I did. I did see uh, your Instagram. But no, you you make a you make such a great point, because if they make it more of a destination, right? You have you don't have to have a, a go a, like a Coachella type of music artist type of thing, because it's like you know two hundred thousand people that go and it's all crazy. But if you have a little stage and you play, you have some local artists or whatever, that makes sense. Because I if it wasn't like during the Super Bowl weekend or week, I would have been able to go. I just had too many things going on. And I think the, the unfortunate thing is that they didn't really open it up, even though maybe it's kind of seemed that it was like a last minute thing. But maybe this was a trial run for next year and the years to come because it is going to be a destination thing, especially when you got like, right, I think, you know, you had New England Revolution, you got teams from D.C. United. I'm ass- I, can, I can assume all the East Coast teams and even the Midwest teams can come there, you know, kind of like the spring training, how they do it in Arizona and be that destination. And yeah, if you have food and drinks and all that stuff, obviously AEG owns Coachella and I'm assuming they own that fairground there. Cause I, I'm very familiar with, with the fairground you're talking, you're, where I was at. Cause I have an idea. Cause I've been to Coachella, I've been to Palm Springs a couple of times. I have an idea and it's the mountains in the back look insane and everything like that. Alex, what are your thoughts? Would you be interested in something like that? Like, uh, you know, you have the music and the games and the food and everything like that. Yeah, I think it sounds cool. I mean, uh, obviously, it's going to be a great investment for the economy there as well. Um, I think it'll be a fun carnival-like experience that, you know, not you won't really get anywhere else, especially considering that it's, you know, this is just for preseason. So I think that's really cool and really neat if, you know, uh, the Coachella Valley Invitational can kind of pull off those kind of vibes. I personally would go. I think it would be fun. You know, I think my family would want to come as well, too. You know, I'd bring a couple of people out as well and you know, enjoy it and all that stuff. I think it would definitely be a good good thing for fans as well. They'll be entertained not only by the football, but also, you know, there's, you know, music, if there's games, if there's food, they'll be entertained by by that as well. So I think this is something Galaxy should capitalize and I think something that could really succeed and could be really seen as maybe like a tradition. You know, people go out, you know, take their families or loved ones, you know, go watch some soccer, let's go play some games, let's go, you know, listen to music. I think it's definitely an event that can be capitalized on. I've never been to Coachella, but I know like what the grounds look like and stuff like that. It's definitely like the perfect location to have that kind of 
uh, thing go around as well. And I think it's great for the players as well, getting to get out of, you know, the, the regular training grounds, you mm-hmm. know, kind of do something new instead of doing the same tedious, you know, trainings at the same place over and over again. I think this is nice, you know. I think this last week was really warm. I don't think it'll be as warm as it was uh, No, uh, like that. Yeah, but I think it'll be like perfect weather uh, if they do this for the next coming years uh, in the future. So I think it's going to be perfect for both the players, the fans, and, you know, uh, media as well. I think it'll be amazing. Yeah, I think all around. And it's cool, Mike, that you got to go. I'm super jealous. Um, Yeah, and I think next year, I'm assuming, you know, this is a trial run and next year they, they... they lock it down. They get a better idea and everything, right? You know, you charge maybe people 10, 15 bucks to go to a game and you have the stand. You know, you make it super affordable, right? So people come yeah. out, have that experience, meet the players and all that. Because I think I think it, it's, it's a special time too, to do that. And also Coachella is also like, I want to say maybe 10, 20 degrees hotter than it is would be in Southern California because you're at more out in the desert out there. So I think I think it's, it's exciting. I think another thing that, that was exciting about the, the trip is that you? We got to see more of uh, Douglas Costa and uh, Chicharito, and obviously you see the photo here. Chicharito look looks like he's fine. And Douglas Costa is looking at the camera. Obviously, we're starting to see more footage, videos, and everything like that. Mike, what what, what were your thoughts of seeing Douglas Costa? Did he did he play or was he training, practicing? What what did you see of Douglas Costa? Uh, he was just doing stuff off to the side, nothing serious. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a look at him until Saturday, but uh, I still feel the way I did last week where uh, I'm just concentrated on the team the way it is now, and then I think that they're going to integrate him into the squad and see how it works. I mean, Greg uh, did refer to him as a Ferrari, and I think that's accurate. Uh, I think the pieces that the team have now are already sufficient, so I think that you know, again, as excited as I am about Costa, um, you know, I'm equally as excited about the team and how they're performing. Uh, Scott French, he asked Greg Vanny about the cut, about um, could, you know, Mark, Marky Delgado and Ryan Mavellison, because they're both eights, uh, could they both manage to work in the midfield? And he seems to think that uh, Ravellison, because of his stature and, and because him and Delgado cover so much ground, that they can actually make it work. And so if that midfield works and uh, Kikirito continues what he's been doing and Krabal continues his development, I mean, this team, this team's looking very good, especially if they can get the defense in order. And by the way, one of the things that uh, Vanny really likes about having two eights is that he's got two uh, midfielders in front of the defenders, which actually makes it a lot more predictable on them which was the one problem that we had with Sega of Kobali is that he was always getting the ball away. So I really think that uh, Vanny's got a plan here now, and I'm really excited to see how they in- integrate Costa into the squad. Yeah, no, I'm very, I'm, very, I'm very excited for that. Alex, what are your thoughts on seeing the footage, uh, what Mike just said about uh, uh, Douglas Costa? Uh, yeah, I think it's really interesting to see, you know, Costa get in to be with his teammates. Obviously, right now he can't play. There's still a bunch of legal things that need to happen for him to, like, you know, get his work visa. How long is that going to take, especially considering last year kind of took a while for Cabral and the other transfers uh, that came over last season uh, for them to get their playing time and be able to, you know, train with the team because they can only train with the team separately uh, currently at the moment. But um, we'll see how that goes. You know, there's a game tomorrow. I I doubt Costa is going to play tomorrow. Um, But we'll see everybody else as well. I think it was great 
to have for the players to have this experience and, you know, kind of go out and get some more bonding time. You know, most of the squad couldn't do that last year, especially with how, you know, strict they were with COVID and then, you know, the travel restrictions, you know, people not being here there in time. But I think it's interesting. And I think Mike brings up a great point, you know, about the midfield. And and that's something I, I, uh, I'm i thinking about writing about. Just this midfield is so interesting because last year you had Vanny who inherited Dos Santos, legit, got rid of them both. And now he's got Ravelison and Delgado, his guy right there. So this really is a Greg Vanny midfield. This is his ideal mm-hmm. midfield. So he knows how this is going to work and he has a vision for how he wants it to play. So I think it's really cool to see um, what else is done and experimented with during preseason. That's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on because last year's midfield just wasn't working at 100% for a majority of last year. And my philosophical beliefs in football are your midfield needs to be working 100% if you want to go far, if you want to win championships, if you want to win games. The midfield is the number one thing you have to get right. Yeah, no, and I think that it definitely looks uh, looks exciting for that uh, uh, on both front of God and Ravelson, especially even the, the preseason game that I got to see against the Revs. It looked good. Um, but I want to see more of that consistency. Obviously, I haven't been out to the to go uh, to Coachella, but hopefully, when they come back uh, into town, um, before before we finish off, we got we got to talk about uh, we got to talk about the jersey launch, the city of dreams, man. Uh, the the marketing on this is amazing. I like that they sent one to Hercules Gomez, a couple of reporters. You know, they sent it out there. I'm gonna just go through this. I'm assuming everybody's seen it. If they haven't seen it, we're just gonna go through this. Obviously, the City of Dreams kit says honors the clean and classic, elegant white kits of the LA Galaxy history with the LA twist. The power and energy of the Quasar represents the heart of the galaxy and the dreamers, creators, innovators who make Los Angeles the best city in the world. Um, Solo Un LA jock tag. I thought, I thought that was very interesting because um, that, that's definitely, I took it as like they're, they're taking a jab at the team across town. Solo Un translate, there's only one LA. Los Angeles is unparalleled in its uniqueness, diversity, and good creativity making it our city a trendsetter across the globe so once you break that down i get why they say that but initially i was like oh they're taking a jab um the la quasar in the back it says the club and city come together and they mark the ties the initials la use globally to refer to the city of angels um gentlemen tell me tell me about what what you think about this jersey i'll go with you with you first uh mike it's a nice kid <laughs> now um it's you know th- there's been some talk about the uh how it's disparaging to call it you know clean but i really think that the quasars make the kit um is it a classic who knows uh we're just gonna have to wait and see over time see if it grows on us i'm a little just a little sad there weren't just some like subtle lines or something like that. I think that would have really classed it up. I, I, I'm thinking about uh, LAOC and the, their last home kit with the subtle stripes. I mean, I really love that. So, um, wait, wait, you liked an LAOC jersey? Did I hear that right? Yep. It's not illegal to like stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Oh, I'm, I, 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 I had no idea. All right. I didn't realize this was so traffic a week. All right. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. But go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, no, it's cool. I'll just I'll finish and then we'll, we'll get on that theater kit. So don't worry about it. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right. No, but um, yeah, like. 
for me personally, I like I said before, I like it. It's clean. Um, I appreciate that the Quasar design, they do this individual stitching on the sleeve, which makes it really stand out. And uh, other than that, I happen to think a bar looks really good in it, just saying, but uh, I'm pleased. I'm happy. I try not to worry too much about jerseys, so. <laughs> Alex, what what are your thoughts? What are, what are people in Total Galaxy Land saying saying about the jersey? Oh, we like it. We we think it's pretty cool. Um, it, it's simple. They didn't go over the top, which I'm kind of glad about. You know, keep it simple. Real Madrid do it. You know, it's just white. Couple of sponsorships here and there. Nothing else, and still looks nice. Um, I like that. You know, it's white. I like the the stars. Personally, in my opinion, and I, I I'm not really too big a fan of having you know the the star collar. I think it's cool, but personally, that's kind of not my taste. I I don't know why. I just kind of don't like it. But I understand why people like it. It's definitely interesting. And, you know, uh, we were talking about this earlier in our uh, uh, us and the team on Total Galaxy. We were talking about this. If you go and look at all the Galaxy's posts that they have about this new kit, it's really weird and kind of kind of odd that they don't have any pictures posted of Julian Araujo wearing the kit. If you if you look at it, so is are they planning for maybe him to leave this summer? Maybe get you know a, agree to a transfer this summer uh, as well because um, last year Julian Rahu was on the kit, um, and and you know you have Douglas Costa, obviously the new guy who just signed there. But we just thought it was kind of interesting uh, that we noticed that Julian Rahu isn't in any of these pictures, and Ooh, I don't think look. he's posted anything about this new kit recently. Little aside conspiracy. Conspiracy, yeah, Alex. Yeah. I like the You're conspiracy. The one because Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman also pointed that out too. So we've got two people who are now on the record as saying that they believe that Arah. This this is this is a news story. Now. It's odd because Arajo's their their big marketing piece. If we're being honest, well, you know honest. what you, what I will say because I did click on the we'll, link. We'll they do know. they are they are going to get their money from Arajo jersey sales because they did post them up there uh, on the on the website. Because typically, you know, you only put the players that sell the most or whatever or have the biggest popular pull to sell a jersey. But I did see the Arajo jersey. But you, you guys make a point. I, I didn't. I didn't see that, and I wonder. I wonder what the. I don't know what the reason, but I like the conspiracy. I like the conspiracy behind it. Uh, uh, Mike, you were going to say something? Oh no, I was just uh, laughing about this whole thing. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't even gotten to the LAFC kit yet. So, oh look, let's get your let's get your thoughts on the uh, LAFC kit. I would love um, yeah, pull it up. Let me pull it up because yeah, we we can't leave without. Yeah, let's that. just talk about kits right now. It's interesting. It's kit season right now. It is kit season. It's kit day. We had a lot of them released today, so. All right. Let's take a look at LA. But I might have to bring I may have to bring in um let me see. Um let me see. All right. I may have to bring in cuz you guys I'll bring in the LAFC guy with us to join this conversation. Bring him. I want to ask if uh the Rams play in LA. <laughs> hey, so we, we're bringing in LA? JP, who's who's so, doing the see, Alex. All right, I'll take a job at this, Alex. See, the thing is, Inglewood um, is is essential to LA culture, and when people think about LA culture or the city of LA, Inglewood is included in it. Carson brings nothing to the culture of LA or to what people outside of LA think LA is. But it's not in LA, right? But it's the culture. It's not in LA. Yes or no? Is it not in LA? Is it not in LA? Can you get in depth on this culture and why it's important? It's media. It's 
um, pop culture. It's everything. But Carson but doesn't provide LA, anything though? to it. But is it in LA though? But it's LA culture. But so. is uh, yes or no? Is it in LA? So is it Inglewood <laughs> no, culture? Or yeah. Is it LA culture? It's not in LA. It's not in LA. This is a back and forth. Uh, I love it. Um, we got we gotta before we let um Mike and Alex yeah. go, give me give us your thoughts about the LAFC jersey. Because Mike, I don't know if this was a jersey you're referring to that you said you like, but give me uh, give me your thoughts. If it is, tell me why. I was referring to the last home kit where it's got the subliminal kind of stripes right here that I like so much. Okay, what I, what what are your thoughts about this one? Particular? I really enjoyed this kit. Until I think it was Ma- Masa or somebody um, mentioned that it looks like the theater of like the Magic the Magic Johnson Theater, like the carpet. He mentioned that it looks like that design, and now that I see that, like I can't unsee it. So now I just see like theater carpet when I look at that jersey. I, I like <laughs> it. I still like it, but it's just I think of Magic Johnson now when I think of it. It's just, it's just... It's Alex, okay. your thoughts before we let you guys go. I think it's interesting. Obviously, a big risk to put kind of everything in the middle, the Adidas logo, the club logo in there. I think it's cool. Um, personally, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on this. I think it's kind of cool. It did something different, but I don't know how this would look on me or anybody else. So I kind of have to wait to look and see what it looks like on a player. Maybe it'll kind of grow onto me, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be really good. Uh, having this stuff in the middle reminds me, the uh, club logo in the middle. Reminds me of Mexico's World Cup kit in 2014. That one I really liked. I, I um, it. And it came out really good. So I don't know how this is going to look on a player. I'll have to wait for it to look on a player. Um, and then I can really give an accurate assessment on what I think and how it looks. Yeah. No, I I, 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 I want to see how it looks on a player because it's kind of hard to tell right here how it looks on this. But look, I want to I want to thank you. I want to thank you guys for hopping on. Um I'm going to let you guys go. I'm going to take like a quick break, but I appreciate you, Alex. Congrats to the Inglewood Rams. Let's go. <laughs> Congrats to the Rams on winning the Super Bowl.